Welcome to Positively 365, a podcast by Joe Wattis. We wish to entertain, instruct, and motivate. If nothing else, hopefully we can entertain and inspire you to live a more positive life 365 days a year. We hope you enjoy this message. An elderly pastor was searching his closet for a tie before church one Sunday morning. In the very back of the closet, he found a small box containing three eggs and $101 bills. He called his wife into the closet to ask her about the box and its strange contents. Embarrassed, she admitted having hidden the box for the entire 30 years of their marriage. Disappointed and hurt, the pastor asked her why. The wife replied that she hadn't wanted to hurt his feelings. He asked her how the box could possibly have hurt his feelings. She said that every time during their marriage that he delivered a poor sermon, she placed an egg into the box. The pastor looked at the box and felt that three poor sermons in 30 years was certainly nothing to feel bad about. So he asked her about the $100. She replied, Well, each time I got to a dozen eggs, I sold them to the neighbor for a dollar. Albert Einstein gets all the credit for discovering the theory of relativity. But the truth is that he relied on conversations with friends and colleagues to refine his concept And that's almost always the case. Behind every genius is a team. When people play off each other's skills and knowledge, they can create solutions that are practical and useful. Working together and teamwork are crucial. Tom Brady may be the best quarterback to ever play professional football, but part of what makes Tom Brady the best quarterback is that he is surrounded by the best team. Tom Brady does not win Super Bowls by himself. He relies on his team. In this week's episode of Positively 365, we will talk about the importance of working together. But first, we have our trivia question of the day. Are you ready for it? Here it is. When did the Cold War end? We will have the answer when we come back. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? One of the ways we are able to continue is through listener support. Simply go to www.anchor.fm forward slash positively 365. From there, you can access every episode of the podcast. You can also leave me a message. And if you feel so inclined, you can click the support button for as little as 99 cents a month. You can become a sponsor of this program. You will earn my undying affection and have the satisfaction of knowing that you are doing something to spread more positivity in today's negative world. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support financially and otherwise. 
Do you know the answer to this week's trivia question? The question was, when did the Cold War end? The answer, 1991. Yes, the Berlin Wall came down in 1989, but the Soviet Union did not officially dissolve until 1991. If you were alive at this time, you probably remember the hope and the optimism of these events. Now you know. Dr. Martin Luther King once said, We may have all come in different ships, but we're in the same boat now. I once had a totally commonplace, uneventful thought that transformed the way I viewed relationships. I'm not sure that it was mine. It certainly wasn't anything groundbreaking or unique. I may have read it somewhere. I can't remember now. It was the notion that when two people in a relationship think of themselves as on the same team, things get much easier. Positive feelings grow freely. Scorekeeping and resentment are non-existent. When you're focused on yourself, keeping score, and making sure you're being treated properly, you're not actually in a relationship with another person. You're in a relationship with your thoughts about the other person. You're focusing on yourself, what you can get, and where your partner is falling short. Thinking of the two of you as a team shifts your focus. Suddenly, it's not me versus you. It's us. It's no longer, I did the laundry every day this week. What did you do? It's We're a team. I do the laundry more than you at times, and you do a million other things for me at times. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking with a friend about her marriage when she confessed that she was once a scorekeeper. She used to keep a mental tally of what she had done and what her husband hadn't done, and she gave a whole lot of meaning to that score. When I asked how she came to leave the scorekeeping behind, she told me that her husband said something one day that completely turned it around for her. In the midst of one of her score reports, her husband said the reason he never thought that way was because he saw them as a team. She gives more in some ways, and he gives more in other ways. But why keep track when we're always working together in the end? She instantly knew that was true. He did give more than her in many ways, but her rigid, defensive outlook hadn't allowed her to even notice what he did for her. She never looked at her relationship in quite the same way again. When she found herself feeling wronged, she remembered that she and her husband were teammates, not adversaries. Being on the same team takes the frailty and insecurity out of a relationship. I wonder what this shift in perspective might do for you. Even if you aren't a scorekeeper, always looking for where you're wronged, taking on a team viewpoint can bring a new sense of closeness to your relationships. 
Can you imagine what might happen if we extended this beyond our personal relationships? If we saw entire families, communities, or all of humanity as part of the same team? Imagine how different it would be. Imagine how we'd treat each other. Once upon a time, a man had a dream in which his hands and feet and mouth and brain all began to rebel against his stomach. You good-for-nothing sluggard, the hand said. We work hard all day long, sewing and hammering and lifting and carrying. By evening we're covered with blisters and scratches, and our joints ache and we're covered with dirt. And meanwhile you just sit there, hogging all the food. We agree, cried the feet. Think how sore we get, walking back and forth all day long, and you just stuff yourself full, you greedy pig, so that you're much heavier for us to carry around. That's right, whined the mouth. Where do you think all that food you love comes from? I'm the one who has to chew it all up, and as soon as I'm finished, you suck it all down by yourself. Do you call that fair? What about me, called the brain. Do you think it's easy being up here, having to think about where your next meal is going to come from? And yet, nothing at all for all my pains. And one by one, the parts of the body joined the complaint against the stomach, which didn't say anything at all. I have an idea, the brain finally announced. Let's all rebel against the lazy belly and stop working for it. Great idea, all the members and organs agreed. We'll teach you how important we are, you pig. Then maybe you'll do a little work of your own. So they all stopped working. The hands refused to do lifting and carrying. The feet refused to walk. The mouth promised not to chew or swallow a single bite. And the brain swore it wouldn't come up with any more bright ideas. At first, the stomach growled a bit, as it always did when it was hungry. But after a while, it became quiet. Then, to the dreaming man's surprise, he found he could not walk. He could not grasp anything with his hand. He could not even open his mouth, and he suddenly began to feel rather ill. The dream seemed to go on for several days. As each day passed, the man felt worse and worse. This rebellion better not last much longer, he thought to himself, or I'll starve. Meanwhile, the hands and feet and mouth and brain just lay there, getting weaker and weaker. At first they roused themselves just enough to taunt the stomach every once in a while, but before long they didn't even have the energy for that. Finally, the man's heart, a faint voice coming from the direction of his feet. It could be that they were wrong. They were saying, we suppose the stomach might have been working in his own way all along. I was thinking the same thing, murmured the brain. 
It's true that he's been getting all the food, but it seems he's been sending most of it right back to us. We might as well admit our error, the mouth said. The stomach has just as much work to do as the hands and feet and brain and teeth. Let's get back to work, they all cried together. And at that, the man woke up. To his relief, he discovered his feet could walk again, his hands could grasp, his mouth could chew, and his brain could now think clearly. He began to feel much better. Well, there's a lesson for me, he thought, as he filled his stomach at breakfast. Either we all work together, or nothing works at all. Thank you for joining us today. Please consider taking a moment to like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can also connect with us and join the conversation on Facebook. Just search for Positively 365. We would love to hear from you. So, until next time, stay positive today and every day, 365 days a year. The preceding has been a Canine Wattis production. Sandy, Rita, Levi, do you approve?